0: Welcome to Write Ish, the one stop shop on your writer journey where we discuss everything writing related from shiny new ideas through publication and marketing. Whether it's on the indie or traditional
1: path, and the ish of life that feels and sometimes gets in the way of our creative pursuits.
0: I'm Zara, a self published author of young adult and new adult fiction, an alumni of the NYU Masters in Publishing program, and the founder of Inimitable Books, LLC, a new book publisher dedicated to uplifting marginalized voices without forcing authors to spotlight their trauma. And I'm Kelly, a genre-hopping writer, trier of hobbies, and debuting author this
1: year. My book, Down the Well, comes out in September 2023. Be sure to add it on Goodreads or Zara's favorite alternative, Book Hype. Links will be in the show notes. You've heard your high school English teachers talk about it. But for a refresher, the author's voice is a part of what makes books so memorable for readers. So what exactly is the ever-elusive voice that has slipped through
0: many writers on the start of their journey? It can mean many things, which I'm sure is what causes some of the confusion. But the voice can be that of the author. It's like when you've read multiple books by a certain author... There's the trend of, oh, this is kind of how they tell a story. Are they conversational? Are they sarcastic? Are they witty? Are they the type of author who does the, you know, the characters like, it can't get any worse. And then like in a movie narrator voice, it got worse type of thing. Authors do a lot of things. You normally fall in love with the writer's voice, even if you don't understand that that's what that is, because it can often be very tied into your narrator's voice. Now, a narrator can be an omniscient narrator who could be a proxy for the author, but it might not be, it could be just a god-like omniscient character that is commenting on everything kind of the way that... In Pride and Prejudice, it opens with a very famous line. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Jane Austen is not actually saying that because she believes it. In fact, she is saying that because Pride and Prejudice is a satire and she is making fun of that societal rule. So she is not the exact same as the narrator in that book. Sometimes your narrator is the main character of a book that's common in a lot of children's, middle grade, young adult, even new adult books. Adult books, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So it's how the story is being told to you separate from, oh, is it told in flashback? Is it told in multiple points of view? If it is told in multiple points of view, like many books are nowadays, even if the author is trying to make the character sound different, because if they all sounded the same, then why do you need multiple points of view? It's like the voiciness that you hear in the head. If you imagined the writer reading it out loud to you at an author event, if they don't do their own audiobooks like Neil Gaiman does, then... <laughs> (laughs) that is the voice that we are talking about in this episode
1: i love how you brought it neil because i was going to be like if you pick up a neil gaiman book you know it's a neil gaiman book even if you didn't know but voice is the natural way you tell a story so with all this being said it's good to preface that no two people would tell the story the same way i mean there are a lot of author tubers online that do flash fiction immediately who comes to mind is our good friends chandra and natalie they do flash fiction live and they have the same prompt the same words to include and the same amount of word count to get to and they tell completely different stories with the same prompt so it's good to know that like voice is obviously just another storytelling tool that makes your story unique to
0: you it's the reason retellings can work so well as a trend yes because even if you've read at this point what feels like a million greek mythology retellings none of them are going to sound exactly the same sure there might be some underlying similarities between the fact that zeus normally has a big ego he's normally the frat bro of the big three type of thing like there are certain things that we've all taken to just be canon at this point Maybe you're subverting it and that's your change and that's totally fine. But one person is not going to write the exact same thing as someone else. So with knowledge that it's something
1: that can be polished and improved on because voice can be polished through your writing career. You can really learn how to use your natural voice to its fullest. And I think that that's something to preface because you are not going to be able to pick out your voice right away at the start of your journey. I certainly did not. I recently just came into realizing what my voice is like. And that was a very recent aha moment for me, guys.
0: Well, Kelly had been doing some smaller pieces of fiction as part of something on her YouTube channel a bit ago. The channel... Has had a rebrand and relaunch. So
1: a lot of my old content is privated for me that I can look back on. But because of where I'm wanting the channel to go and because of the new content I would like to provide with a higher quality to it, those old videos are no longer visible for the public. But yeah, you can look up my YouTube channel, Ink Steady, and try to catch one of the live streams. Normally, we talk about craft for the first stream. And then at the end of the month, we kind of go through a longer form accountability
0: with your goals. That's... YouTube channel will be linked in the description down below. In the Wayback Machine, there was a YouTube video series that Kelly was doing where she was writing shorter stories per month, I think. Yeah. And she asked for feedback and I was one of the people doing that. And that was actually one of the ways that I became a closer friend of Kelly's because I realized I loved her writing and we were now not just messaging and being like, hey, you want to come on camera with me? Now I'm actually getting to read your writing, which as we all know, is like bearing your heart and handing someone a wooden stake. Please be gentle when you step this. (laughs) (laughs) So I read a few of those and I had told Kelly like, oh, I love your writing voice. And she was like, my what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about I have no idea what you're talking about I actually remember that story I had it up on what for a while and then I kind of forgot about it I'm like oh I should probably go get this down
0: yeah and so Kelly has mostly written fantasy I've read some of her writing in other genres those are not going to be the first thing that is being published through inimitable books it is going to be a fantasy that we both
1: love Fantasy is my my bread and butter where I'm comfortable at. That's the ship I know.
0: But that being said, voice can be identifiable across genres. Now... As someone who identified Kelly's voice, that is not to say that I knew what my voice was on my own either. In fact, Regina Duke, who is a lovely supporter of us. Hi, Regina. It's amazing. She's also an author of like a million books. We did an interview with her. If you haven't read a Regina Duke book, what are you doing? You know, like while you're listening, pull up her author page on Amazon and go, yeah. If you like billionaire romances... This is your author. That is her bread and butter. But she's also done a vampire romance series, and she's also started a sci-fi romance series. So she's got range. Not the point. She and my other alpha readers, they know my writing in different genres, different lengths. So is it a series or not? And they told me that my voice is sarcastic, bantery, witty, but also conversational. But even sometimes they'll comment in my first draft of stuff that, oh, you don't need this word or something. And technically, I don't need a word in a specific sentence to make it understandable. But to take that word out would be changing my author voice. And so they point it out, and I make the decision. And Also, as the editor for Inimitable Books, when I'm editing, sometimes I'll leave a comment for an author and be like, you need to make a decision. This needs to be changed somehow for clarity's sake. It's almost always for clarity's sake. But sometimes I'll switch things around just for clarity because it's a sentence and I'm like, okay, maybe the second half needs to go in the first half and it's easy. But I'm always aware of the author's voice and I never want to change that because if I didn't like the author's voice, I wouldn't like the book which means I wouldn't have acquired it.
1: (laughs) Something else, too, I think can be kind of said here is, like you said, like, voice can be identifiable. But looking at, like, Cornelia Funk's Inkheart and the Thief Lord, right... Two entirely separate stories, but both feel as though they're being read from a storybook by an impartial narrator, while still championing the power of being a child in a world full of often corrupt adults. I know that was your part, but I did not want to leave that out because I was like, oh, loving Cart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. And I actually left out the example earlier that I had written down, which was Lanny Taylor, because she has two series and I fell in love with the 2007 Dream Dark series, thanks to the Scholastic Book Fair. It's my happiest time every academic year when I was in my nursery through middle school. It was only two books, which was really disappointing. It was like one of those series that just didn't continue for publisher reasons. But it had fairies, not Sarah J Mass fairies. No fairy porn. but. Anyway, fairies, as in the ones that we thought of like Tinkerbell, but maybe trickier and meaner, but not human side is fae that Jesse Elliott also wrote. And those are great. Obviously, we love Jesse. We also interviewed her too. So her episode will be linked as well. So she wrote that and it feels very fairy tale y, not just because it has magic in it, but you know, like when a story is told, if it has magic, whether or not it sounds like a fairy tale or not. Mm-hmm. And then she had a young adult series in 2011, Daughter of Smoke and Bones. But that reads so much more like a teenager's inner monologue. And yet reading it, if you had read Dream Dark, and it wasn't just about Lainey Taylor's name on the cover, there was something that you could go and be like, this is her. So
1: personally as uh, we were talking about before it has taken me a many a years to recognize the voice of my writing but i can say during the adventures in thimbleton rewrite book 1 your debut novel yeah my debut novel Whenever, like I was first going through and doing the draft after getting like the alpha feedback, because I had to prove something to myself, I was like, I'm going to completely redraft this whole book after having all these lovely comments. (laughs) During that process, I finally noticed the invisible gym that I always heard everyone else talk about the voice I told my stories in and it's a really good feeling. The feeling of seeing the magic be on the screen or in the notebook done, but to the writers who still aren't sure how to capture their voice, don't overthink it. Don't go in looking for it because your voice is already present and is patiently waiting for you to notice it. It's like a
0: like a fay in that manner, I guess. You don't go looking for it. It will find you. I think in that case, actually, it's already found you. This sounds like a horror novel. We don't mean it that way. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, your voice is
1: just in the Appalachian Mountains waiting for you to look into the trees <laughs> to see it. I think what we're trying to say, it's that, okay, Wizard of Oz moment, it's been with you all along. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's such a good feeling. And. Zaria, I know you talked about your voice earlier. What I think my voice is, this is how I perceived it. And I pride myself in this as someone who struggled to read for a very long time. Um, Easy to read so anyone can pick it up, but also very thematic and fun.
0: Also, like, very descriptive, but not in a purple prose, can we get on with it type of way. (laughs) This could be a very long conversation about the merits of both of our writing voices and just a love fest in general. This is to say you're really going to like Adventures in Thimbleton. In the meantime, this is the Writish Podcast and we'll be back with another episode next
1: week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast and on Hive Social and Kofi at Writish. Bye! Bye.